Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersisGrowing.com. In this week's Grow Guides, we're going to be discussing decarboxylating cannabis. Now, that might seem like a difficult term to understand if you haven't heard it before, but the principles of it are very simple. And we're going to explain what decarboxylating is, and also known as decarbing. So I'll say that from now on. But, uh, decarbing cannabis is very simple, and you should really do this whenever you're making cannabis edibles or extracts, especially if it doesn't require heat in the process of making it. All of this will be explained throughout the episode, and it is very simple. Uh, So if you are a fan of edibles and make your own edibles a lot, this is going to help you increase the potency of those edibles. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Make sure you roll something nice, uh, get super high, and sit back and chill. Listen to this episode about decarboxylating cannabis, and I'll speak to you at the end of this. See you in a bit. So, decarboxylating cannabis is the topic for this episode. Uh, And it's something that lots of people don't really hear of until they start growing weed. I I never learned about this uh, for ages. It's like 10 years in from growing, I started learning about decarbing cannabis and what to do with it. And when you make your cannabis edibles, you're supposed to decarb your cannabis first to make sure that the THC is decarboxylated and works properly. But might sound confusing because it is a little, but we have Marge and TG here who know their shit about decarbing weed. So they're going to help us figure out what the fuck's going on here. You know, why you decarb cannabis, uh, how to decarb cannabis, and what are the effects of it being decarbed as well? Just things like that. So then you'll be able to make better edibles, hopefully. So Marge, where do we start, man? What is decarboxylating? Well, decarboxylation is the process of removing the acid molecule from your cannabis. So THCA, CBDA, that's its natural form. And then when you like light it up with a a lighter or something, when you're smoking it, it happens automatically. But if you're going to use it for edibles, you usually bake it at a certain temperature in order to do the same process because it activates the cannabis so that it is going to get you high. Otherwise, it's not going to be nearly as potent. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have anything to add to that, TG. You're probably a little more sciencey than I am, but. Yeah. Um, well, I have a little, I can say a bit more. Um, decarboxylation is not unique to cannabis. It's a chemistry term and it simply means removing, generally it's a CO2 molecule that comes off the uh, and ju- the, the parent molecule. In this case, it's the acid form of the cannabinoid. Generally THC, but all of them have acid form. There's CBGA, there's CBDA. Mm-hmm. There's no CBNA because CBN is a degradation product of all the other cannabinoids. So there is no, you know, it doesn't transform from an acid due to decarboxylation. But decarboxylation is exactly what Marge said. It's it's the transformation of the acid form to the neutral form. And the neutral form of the cannabinoid is the one that binds to our cannabinoid receptors in our bodies and gives us the effects that we want. So if the product is not decarboxylated we don't really get an effect because it's it doesn't bind to the receptors in our brains and in our bodies and uh yeah so it doesn't work 
but yeah, that's what we're doing. You're activating your cannabis, basically. Because uh, not many people know that as well. Is the THCA isn't going to get you high. So you know when these government people are like, but what about the children? They'll run wildly up to a cannabis plant and take a bite out of it. You know, they're them crazy ass yeah. motherfuckers. It's like that yeah. isn't even going to get the kids high because it's THCA. It hasn't been decarboxylated and turned into the neutral form THC, right? That's right. There are some like, you know, alleged benefits of THCA mm-hmm, consuming mm-hmm. it, but uh, we don't know them really for sure. And generally what people want is to get high. And if you want to do that, then you need to de- decarboxylate. Right, which is essentially, I think we had a news article, what was it last week or the week before, where the where the pile of weed was burned by the cops? Mm-hmm. They were decarboxylating uh, yeah, for all the people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So when you yeah, light the, the weed with like a flame, then it decarboxylates it because it gets to such a high temperature, right? Yeah, heat is the one, heat is what the the mechanism of decarboxylation. So exactly like Marge said earlier, like whether it's a flame, whether it's your your vaporizer, um, whether it's an oven baking it, whether it's... Dabbing rig. You know, the dab rig, exactly. You know, as long as that temperature of the THC molecule goes up to that certain point, um, that's that's all you need. Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes it happens really fast. Like burning it is you lose a lot because combustion, your your flame, what's flame's temperature? Like fucking 900 or something. It's really hot. Yeah. So it's a little overkill, um, which we'll get into in terms of the actual act of decarbing for edibles and stuff. It's why you use your oven and not a blowtorch. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> blowtorch decarbing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Mackie's right. You know, there was a lot of bullshit in the beginning of legalization, like people arguing against it, saying that, like, they literally said little Johnny, you know, was going to go grab some fresh weed and throw it in a toaster and then fucking smoke it. Yep. Yeah. And while the toaster would decarb it because it gets hot, you know, little Johnny isn't going to get high from just grabbing that fresh weed because, like Mackie said, THCA doesn't do anything. So, mm-hmm. yeah. How do we do carb though? Good right. question. Yeah. So you're going to, the whole idea is if you're going to make edibles, you're not going to set fire to them. You're going to eat them instead. So the THC isn't going to decarboxylate as quick as it does when you're smoking a joint, for example. So you're going to put it in the oven at a certain temperature for a certain amount of time to help it decarboxylate. And then when you put that into the edibles, it's going to be THC rather than THCA and it's going to get you properly mashed up. Know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. yeah, I just did this today. Oh, right, right. What was the, what did you do? What's your process? Well, it's just like on my video, you know, cook it in the oven for uh, what is it, 45 minutes? At, <laughs> I, I don't know. You uh, made the video, bro. <laughs> yeah, there's like 40 minutes at 235 Fahrenheit, right? You know, you know, and that's all. Yeah, about 40 minutes sounds right. That's how I remember it being done. Bubba, you, you've been making lots of yeah. uh, fuck me and find out edibles, right? Uh, fuck, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's it, fuck around and find out. Yeah, I personally advocate for something a little more the fuck me and find out thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you know what you're getting yourself into, then have at yeah, it. But... I'm going to say right now, you better know, yeah, it's shit's going to get real, real fast if you go my method. That's that's all I'm right. saying. Yeah, book um, a day because you're going to need it with his method, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, look, at the end of the day, I, I enjoy my weed. I enjoy being high. So, you know, if I can get 
a little bit higher than I normally do, then what's wrong with that? Right, but for anybody listening, if you're new to edibles, the fuck around (laughs) and find out method is going to be dangerous. Edibles are very powerful. Do not recommend it for uh, for newbies (laughs) on on the edibles. Let's just say that. Um, Yeah, the edible aspect is like, you know, once once you... It's it comes after decarbing really because like you need to decarb before you you do mm-hmm. you get your fuck up and destroy people edibles like bubble makes I'd like to try that to be honest you know I've never been fucked up by edibles so so Marge we'll uh, Marge has a good technique for this decarbing thing right what, what's your method Marge yeah. Well, I used to do, honestly, there's a, a bunch of different ways you can do it. The oven method's probably the most common just because every, most people own an oven. Um, and I did actually a podcast episode a little while ago with a fellow named Chef Brandon Allen, and he was teaching the Cooking with Cannabis course at the Tricone, Tricome Institute. I don't know if any of you are familiar with him, but they were doing a lot of like... Uh, I guess, testing and research and stuff to see what was like the most ideal way to decarbon your oven. And they concluded for the best activation, 270 degrees Fahrenheit for 30 minutes, ideally in a convection oven, but if not, your traditional oven will do. Okay, now what was that? That was how many degrees Fahrenheit? 270. 270 for 30 minutes. Oh, it's about 130C, somewhere around there. That's real high for what I'm used to. Right, because some people would say 235, 240, I've seen right. 250. I, I do know that that graph, if you were to plot it, it's a it's a graph of like, you know, decarboxylation versus time. But there's a third aspect to it where degradation, you know, because higher temperatures, and we deal with this at work, because when we make vast quantities of uh, crude oil or RSO, um that has to be decarb there's a there's a point in our process where we do decarb it and i won't i can't say the temperature that we use because it's you know whatever but it's up there around that temperature probably and uh, i think we run it for a number of hours so yeah this is one of the right. problems I, I have noticed when i'm decarbing because you, you said what was it march 270 mm-hmm. which was 132 in gas and then we're trying to find the gas mark because in the UK we have gas mark, we don't have the uh, we don't do it by temperature. Put it on like one, two, three, four, five, and six. Oh, I see. Yeah, right. and trying to convert that into. Sorry. You don't have specific temperatures on your oven. No, no, they're gas marks. Mm. So and it's saying here for one hundred and thirty-two degrees Celsius. It's uh, what is gas mark for? It's three hundred and fifty Fahrenheit. So fucking. Yeah, that's too. That's too high. Yeah, and this is the problem like with gas. Better. Gas mark four is really low. If you put it lower down, then it might go right. out. You know, it's, if a draft comes along or something, <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like the flame is barely on, so you need to put it on like two, right. right? Like just about on, and preheat the oven for a while first. You preheat before you do it, right? Yeah, I would always turn it on and wait till it gets to temperature. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the thing is, when you're using home ovens anyway, the temperature is always going to vary quite a bit. Like my mm-hmm. oven might say 270. But any home oven, unless you're in like a high tech commercial kitchen, those oven, that's why he's suggesting a convection oven actually. Um, Because the temperatures in a regular oven just are not precise. They're actually surprisingly imprecise. So, you know, if you're doing it at 250 versus 270, at the end of the day, it's not really going to matter that much. You're still going to get high from your edibles and it's still worthwhile decarbing. I will say I, I typically now use a device called the Ardent. 
an ardent FX. Mm-hmm. And I decarb that in that now, mostly because mainly because of the smell, because as anyone who's decarbed in their house or place or whatever knows, um, it's going to make your entire um, living area smell like toasted weed. So that's something to be mindful of. I have heard a couple of tips. I've never tried them myself, but one is to like cook bacon while you're doing it or something really fragrant because it might help. Which you should be doing anyway. Uh, Right, of course. If the oven's on, you might as well cook some. You need to cover your smell with burn some popcorn, man. That's all that. Burning toast is a good one too, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Hopefully you don't need to hide that shit. Right. Somebody suggested to me also doing it in like a glass jar, like a mason jar, mm-hmm. and then putting a foil lid on it. And that would help trap the smell in the jar. I've never tried that myself either, but that's something else you might be able to try just because it is, it stinks. It smells really, yeah, really strong. And Savanzi mentioned something good in the chat. He said, uh, Mackie, run your oven empty with the th- a thermometer in it. You know, get a specific oven thermometer. Don't just uh, put the one from your grow room in there. That would not be cool. Uh, but that's a good idea, man. And you can find out exactly what your oven is running at instead of this whole gas mark one and two thing, which you'll be doing here in the UK. Right. Yeah. Right. But again, if you if you if you're making a lot of edibles and it makes sense to to invest in something like that, something like an Arden is really useful because you can do a couple ounces at a time, and it really doesn't smell at all. Because I used to get complaints like <laughs> from the people I lived with. Or someone would inevitably come to my door and the whole house would just reek. And mm-hmm. it doesn't just go away in like two seconds. It's that smell lingers for a little while. There's a knock at the door. Oh, just, just like the to, just like to talk about you, about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Come in. Just a face full of dang. Can you come back later and be carbon weed? <laughs> would you like a cookie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> They'll be talking for a while. Shit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, actually, if anybody's interested, that episode I did is the science of edibles with Chef Brendan Allen. And it was pretty interesting because we talked a lot about sort of the science behind different things like decarboxylation and and uh his methods and this research that he did. Right. So Let's go over that again. First, you have to put the weed on a baking tray and it has to be like finely grinded up, but not completely grinded up as well, right? Like small no, pieces, never, not I just really as... I really grind my weed, usually. So doesn't that help all the all the moisture in the weed get evaporated out and then decarbs it easier? I don't know. I never do it. <laughs> all right. I don't. Yeah, I don't break mine up. No. The, like, the, it's the heat that's that's the action and Mm -hmm. if you're cooking you know as long as it's not like you know a shit ton of it in a tiny little oven that doesn't heat all the way to the center or something then you're pretty probably okay i use like a pyrex baking dish and like maybe it's an inch thick if that like you know layered Mm -hmm. a bud in there and uh it seems to all be pretty equally brown and and decurved looking when it comes out so yeah i think you can skip that that step because it'll take you a lot longer if you're decarbing a bunch of weed at the same time right so no need to break it down just leave it as the buds and put the buds straight in right yeah is it monkey what are you doing because you're thinking surface area but that's only really when there's like a solvent or something acting on it um if it's just heated i think then heat goes everywhere basically 
And I don't know about the rest of you, but when I'm, I'm not usually using like whole bud anyway, I'm using a lot of like sugar leaf and trim and that kind of stuff. I mean, popcorn buds. I'm not taking like a big ass cola off my plant and decarbing that because you know, I'm obviously going to save that to smoke. So right, right. <laughs> I feel, I feel attacked. <laughs> that's exactly what i do the same here man it's like if i no. want to make edibles i'm grabbing the good stuff you know yeah so what's your technique monkey what do you do uh i use a a, a device called the levo to decarb and it has these right. little pods that you have to use to decarb into so i actually have to take the, the buds and i do use real bud most of the time I, um i actually prefer to, to use the trim to wash it for hash because it, I think trim washes better than bud. So I'll use bud for edibles and trim for hash. But anyway, ba back to what I do, I'll break it into pieces small enough to where I can fit it comfortably into these little pods. So I don't have to pack it in there too tight. Mm -hmm. So I do break it down partially. And then the step between <clears throat> after it's decarbed, I'll, I will crumble it more before I infuse it. But you know, that's, that's the next step later on. And I'm sure Levo would be like the ardent too. Like it would reduce the smell too, right? Uh, yeah, it, it has a rubber gasket on it. And while it's yeah. not airtight, there's a faint smell as long as I he keep the device closed. But when I open it, of course, yeah, now, the, now you get a good whiff. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's not like going to permeate through your entire living space. No, I actually do it in my grow room, which is a separate room from the house, completely mm -hmm. detached. Uh, and, and my wife is very happy about that. It was kind of insistent. <laughs> I did do it in the house a few times. And, and when I mentioned I wanted to buy something so I didn't have to. She was very happy, so I would encourage anyone who's thinking about making edibles, and if you have a significant other with a sensitive nose, buy mm -hmm. something like this. It, it really yeah. is worth the money, and they're not yeah. that expensive. So when you use and the oven, also... though, you're always using the oven and putting it about uh, 30, 40 minutes? Me? Uh, the, the, uh, the Levo has the temperatures already set on it. No, so but I'll when you use part... the oven, you've used the oven before, right? No, I never did it in the you, oven. I've used, I've done used sushi methods. Right. I've done it pressure cooker and I've done uh, pressure uh, cooker. Yes. And, oh. and I did not like that method too much. You have to be careful with it because you can actually go too high of a temperature in a pressure cooker mm -hmm. and cook off your THC if you're not careful. Wow. So there's, there's pitfalls, uh, all kind of stuff. Marge could tell you uh, decarb is better done kind of carefully and gently so you don't ruin, <laughs> ruin your weed. Mm hmm. Which is another thing, if you have a sous vide, like an immersion circulator, if anybody already has that as a kitchen tool, that's another great way to decarb because it's like a precise, a precisely or a precise temperature water bath. And you can decarb that way as well, if anybody has one of those. I have done that before, not not with the sous vide uh, thing, but actually in the, the vacuum sealed bag in, in a right. almost boiling, you know, simmering water kind of thing like that. Yeah. Um, was slightly challenging because when you do that, the terps in the weed actually expand. So this, you know, it was a vacuum seal bag and pretty soon you've got a lot of air inside of the bag. You know, it's oh. all, this is the terps. So you right. can take after oh, you finish, yeah, take your, take your bags after you finish, throw them in the refrigerator and the terps will recondense into the decarbed weeds bonus. Yeah. Slow cook a mad dog said. That's another interesting one. So there's loads of different ways you can do this. So as long as you can get it up to well, what, what do you say, much two seventy degrees Fahrenheit, mm -hmm. one hundred and thirty-two yeah. degrees Celsius. That is for anyone. And then you just thirty to forty minutes at then temperatures, and you should be well and decarbed, right? 
And you'll know, you'll know, okay. like if you're doing it in your oven, you'll know because you'll start to smell it. It'll start to smell like toasted weed. It's pretty unmistakable. Right, so you wait until it smells like toasted weed. Don't do it before then. Otherwise, it's not done properly. This is How can you tell that the weed is ready uh, to be taken out of the oven? When is it fully decarved? How can you tell? Mm, well, it's going to smell and it'll look toasted as well. Right. But it's kind of imprecise in some ways when you're doing it in an oven, but... Mm -hmm. you know, again at the end at the end of the day you're kind of splitting hair sometimes if you're like oh i did it at 260 instead or whatever like it's still gonna it's still gonna fuck you up in the end <laughs> mm -hmm. so you the best way to do it you would say then is getting one of these uh levels or ardents i mean if you want to spend the money and if you think you're going to be making a lot of edibles mm. both of these devices you can decarb and infuse in them as well so they're kind of handy for that but if you know, if you're just trying to try starting out, it's it's sort of a nice to have, but not a have to have. You can certainly use your oven. You just yeah, have to yeah, know, yeah. you know, if, if you're living in a place where it's not legal or you have roommates or you live in a building with nosy neighbors or like any of that stuff, it's just something to to be mindful of. All right. But like I said, that to have one. I did it today and um, Cheryl's at work, so she's not here for the next few days. So that's why I did it today, because my house smelled fucking strong. Because that's yeah. what happens. Because I didn't take, you know, if you don't take any precautions, I would say the oven method is the easiest if yeah. you can do it, but it comes, the smell is the biggest issue. Um, right. But um, it works. It's like, because everybody has a baking dish and tinfoil. So, yeah, it's very accessible. Yeah. Like, yeah, everybody, most people has an oven. So. so, a lot of people have mentioned as well for the smell control. So, trying to stop the smell of the weed getting out, you can use a jar, like a mason jar, a kilner jar, same thing, right? But, but take much. the rubber yeah. off it. Would you, you take the rubber off, right? Yeah, you take the lid off and just use it like make a foil lid. I've never tried that, I will say, but somebody recommended it to me one time as mm -hmm. a way to sort of capture the smell. Yeah. If you're going to use the, uh, the screw on mason jar lids, you remove the inner lid and just use the outer ring. You put tin foil down and then screw on the outer ring right. with tin foil on it. And that'll, uh, when you're decarving, the uh, terpenes will leak out. It's not going to be an airtight seal. So it won't fracture. So you may have a small leakage of air out. Mm -hmm. The bulk of the smell stays in the jar, the bulk of it. You do get a little bit of odor. I've done it that way a few times. Um, the good thing about doing it that way is as you're decarbing it, anything that sticks to the jar, you can actually do your infusion in that same jar and capture all the goodness. Mm. So there's a few things like that, that you can play around with, but Mar Marge knows way more about it than I do. I just, I do one thing. I infuse oil and I use the oil. That's all I do. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Cause once you decarb it, you, you, you're ready to go. You can like infuse it into oils, but I know some people I've tried it before. You can use that decarb weed and throw it into your flour and bake something too. Yeah. There's these so, things called firecrackers. You know, you put a little bit of Nutella yeah. on a cracker and spread that decarb weed on there and eat it. Boom. Yeah. 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 Be prepared for everything coming out to smell like weed for the next few days though. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. You heard of whiskey butt? You know, this yeah. is but <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's gonna be intense shit, man. Fucking hell. I do want to make one quick point about potency. When you, if you want to calculate your potency, um, Marge's uh, new book has a really good uh, little calculation in there that uh, you should check out. 
but um assuming you've done that and you know you you have your you know say 20 percent weed you're going to use x amount of it blah 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 remember that when you go from thca to thc very 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 simply there's a whole bunch of nuance and like you know other shit i need or i should talk about in terms of like improper lab tests and and that kind of shit but let's assume that we have a 20 percent weed thca when when you decarb it's only 87.7% of, uh, or the THC content is is 0.87% of uh, the THCA content. And most of your jars that you get is is total THC. So it's THCA plus THC. And, and so you need to do that, that conversion. Um, so you might not be making it as potent as, as you would think, because there's a 13% reduction of... Uh, of thc but it's it's really not that much and but yeah if you're like really really concerned about that just remember to do that conversion just google the thc to thca conversion and there's a formula super easy mm. so one point one point i don't think and it's kind of the same with that the cbd strains if that's what you're hunting you do some you do need to let that go a little bit longer than if you're hunting if you're decarbing for thc there is a slight difference in times is it decarbs at a different rate that's what i've found anyway so a couple of people mentioned here decarbing weed weed in the vape as well that's uh that's doable is it still going to have enough thc to make it worth it though because the after you've used the vape that's already decarbed right that's like done yeah, that's one of the advantages of using a dry herb vaporizer because all that, uh, you know, weed that comes out of it afterwards is already decarbed. In fact, I've made an MCT oil infusion today using already vaped cannabis for uh, actually uh, as an upcoming episode on infused lube. Stay tuned for that, folks. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> that, that would have been apt for this episode. Yes. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Missed opportunity. But, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's, I mean, if you're using a dry herb vaporizer, you can keep all that stuff that you would otherwise throw away. And then you get double the value from your weed. So what about as well, you see, uh, when you've decarbed the cannabis, say if you're going to make an oil like RSO afterwards, and when, you, when you're using RSO, when you make an RSO, you're going to mix it with the isopropyl alcohol and you're going to boil that off with like a, a rice cooker or something, you know, slowly boil off the alcohol to make the RSO. Is that decarbing cannabis as well? Or if you're going to make something like that, decarb first and then make it, what would you suggest? Uh, TG, you're the expert on concentrate. <laughs> it's a really good question when we get, well, I hear a lot, whether should you decarb before you make RSO? I personally don't. I can say in the industry, they don't. We don't. There's no decarboxing, decarboxylation before the extraction happens. That's done afterwards in like we have a basically a giant rice cooker that cooks the stuff for like a few hours so that's where our decarb happens in your home brew where you're doing it let's just assume you're using a rice cooker um alcohol whether it's isopropyl or ethanol uh, assuming you're using those solvents they only boil at 78 to 80 celsius which is hot and given enough time, you would get some decarboxylation. You will get some decarboxylation in your cannabinoids that you're you're uh, separating um, there. But yeah, maybe not completely, um, but that complete, like take that with a grain of salt because I 
again, I use this stuff every night, every day. I've given it out to lots of people and uh, it gets everybody fucked up. And I, mm. you know, my, my process is as soon as all your solvents boiled off, then your temperature, there is no, there's nothing holding it back to climb the temperature anymore because if there's ethanol in there, it can only boil as hot as ethanol will boil until all the ethanol is mm -hmm, gone. Mm -hmm. yeah. After that, that's where you run into the problem in the rice cooker because it's not regulated. Right. If you have something that you can manage the temperature and make it stay at, uh, you know, 120 Celsius or whatever it is for a couple hours or an hour or whatever the parameters that Marge mentioned earlier, then that would be ideal. But for me, I'm just mixing it around like, and trying to like, I'm shooting it with a temperature gun and watching the bubbles disappear and in that period where you're it's really ramping up the temperature i think there's probably a lot of decarboxylation happening and all that said too i mean it's enough to get me what i need as well as i do think there's some medical applicability to thca so if there is any left which i'm sure there is it's like not a bad thing but yeah it's it's a really good question i've never actually tested my oil so i don't know how well just the rice cooker method works so mm -hmm. i've been meaning to send it in it's pretty potent and I feel like yeah. it's a slightly different mechanism because it's being extracted with the alcohol or whatever solvent that you're using. Mm -hmm. uh, so isopropyl, yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit different. And for all, again, anyone who's interested, uh, TG and I do an episode on making concentrates on my podcast too. So <laughs> we yeah. go in, into, into depth on that, but I don't think you or I decarb before doing like a concentrate like that. No. And the I, industry, I can say it doesn't either, so take what you want from that i don't know Real. i think I, I, when i made my gummies i did um so i decarbed about an ounce and then chucked about oh, about seven grams of non-decarbed in and then made a green dragon and then used the yeah. rice cooker to make the fico and then added all of that into one batch of gummies honestly there's no reason why you couldn't and maybe even shouldn't to be honest uh, mm -hmm. especially in like a smaller batch so you yeah, could, like, can you over decarb yeah you can right yeah. you start getting degradation of your cb your cbds and your thcs into well cbn and other non-cannabinoid oh, wow. products and stuff right you know. so you don't want to push it too far and yeah you know, i've done it. it it really can ruin your potency if you push it too far right sure and this um Cannabis can decarb naturally as well, right? It doesn't necessarily need heat, it just needs time. And this is part of what curing is. Kind of. Yeah. Um, I think it can only really naturally go to a point. You're never going to get the full conversion of THCA to THC. Right. Um, and the conversion of THC into, and CBD into CBN, that's, I wouldn't say that's that's not decarboxylation. That's, that's degradation. Mm -hmm. Um so it's a different thing. It's just still chemistry, chemical process, but curing, I don't know. Curing is a weird one. It's, it's a, uh, I, I don't know. I don't think it. Yeah. Cause I thought maybe. curing more about like the, like a further removal of water content. Yeah. From from a, yeah. 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 Whereas I think it can decarb over time, but it, if you're just going to let it happen naturally, it's gonna, it would be <laughs> really edibles and in, in like, a long time from now. Fuck, I, wish, I wish I had money, you know, because I do these studies where, you know, just leave some weed and see what decarbing does for the cannabinoid profile versus a fresh, exactly the same version of it, right? And like, that's what you need to do to mm -hmm. actually see what's going on. But uh, I don't know. I've never seen the a comparative study. I've seen old weed that's been tested and, you know, but 
doesn't say anything whether uh, it was more or less than the same weed when it was just harvested or something. Interesting, interesting uh, question. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man. But before you make any kind of edibles, then you want to decarb. And if you're making some kind of extract, like like for hash, let's say for hash, should you de decarb for hash? You can. I think so. Yeah. And keef too. You can decarb keef. Same kind of principle, just in the oven for 30 to 40 minutes at 270 degrees Fahrenheit, 132 yeah. degrees Celsius. Yeah. Gas mark two keep or something. Keep in mind when you're decarbing, assuming you're not using one of those sous vide kind of methods, you're going to lose like a ton of terps. What's a um, sous vide okay. method? What, what's that? That's the immersion circulator, like the water bath. It's like a thing that, it's a device you put in like a pot on the side of a pot and it creates, it. The reason chefs like it is because it creates a very precise temperature for your water bath. So you can do it, but if you want something at like 87.5, it'll maintain that temperature during the entire cooking time, right? which is way more precise than using your kitchen oven. Mm -hmm. So that's why and, people like it. And you can decarb and, and do infusions in a, in a, a water bath like that. Right. And in your, your weed is in a, a sealed vacuum sealed bag. So if you, if your turps do get lost, they're still contained inside that bag. So you're not going to lose them that way. Then I actually had somebody tell me they would often do multiple infusions at the same time, like different ones. They might, cause you can do them in glass jars and stuff too, in their water bath. So you could do like an infused olive oil, butter, coconut oil, whatever, all at the same time. And I should do that. I should just leave a jar open and, and test it now in three months, test it again, three months later, test it again and see what, how the profile changes. If the cannabinoids, you know, THCA goes down and THC goes up, then that's, yeah, fuck, interesting. <laughs> anyway, yeah, lots of good uh, thoughts on this decarbing shit. Yeah, we're leaving with more uh, questions that we have answers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the basic principle is pretty simple, but like yeah. Marge has discussed, there's tons of different ways to do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but you should do it if you're making infusions and edibles. It's definitely a necessary step. Yeah, yeah. Now I've heard about passive decarb and what do you guys think about that? Where you actually just like take your raw weed, put it in your oil and just cook it longer to decarb it while it's infusing. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people, well, it's I've had kind of a an old of way chefs. of doing it, you know, it is. And I've had a lot of chefs and edibles experts on my show over time and they all recommend decarbing first. Yeah. Like you might get some decarb, you're just going to have, it's just going to be more potent if you decarb first and then use it in your infusion. The passive right. method can decarb a little bit, but it's just not going to be as potent. And if you want to maximize, you know, your weed, like everybody does, then you're far better off decarbing, taking mm -hmm. that extra step. Yep. Especially if you're going to make edibles with flavoring anyway. One of the worst things I found about uh, having edibles is, you know, having a weed taste left to it. And decarb will remove that weed taste to a certain degree as well, right? You know, Some of it. I've made uh, space cakes before, but didn't know about all this decarbing thing. So you just put weed in a fucking cake thing, you know, and cooked it for <laughs> 20 minutes. It, and it was, it just, it tasted so much like plant. More about the infusion method. Mm -hmm. yeah, that mm -hmm. it is. That's right. The better way, because now I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't put fucking weed in a cupcake. What kind of craziness is that? You know, I, I'd go to Bite Me, the show about edibles. I'll, I'll find some recipe, 
about how to make the cake. And oh. you, usually it's like make some butter or something, isn't it? And then use that butter to make the cakes with, rather than putting fucking weed in cakes. God damn. But yeah, man, if you do it oh, right, that shit is going to fuck you up. Yeah. That's study. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's funny. I'm just looking at some of the stuff in the chat. I think it's Rusty Nails is asking if you can like just sprinkle it on food. And if it's decarb, the answer is yes. I know I follow um, Ardent FX again on their like socials and stuff. And they talk about this concept of the instant edible where you decarb your weed. And if you don't mind that sort of toasted flavor, you could sprinkle it on your salad. You could sprinkle it on your toast. You could you could just like get a pepper and... grinder and fit up with decarb weed and then just yeah, there you go. Sprinkle it on whatever like you want. Firecracker, right? Yeah. Graham cracker with Nutella. Right. And some of those things like Nutella, like you're saying, TG, would really sort of butter. complement the, the taste of the weed. Might not cover it up completely, but if you don't mind that toasted flavor and you're like, I don't really want to get into infusions and cooking and all this shit, you can just decarb and do that way too. It's kind of nutty. It's not a horrible flavor to be mm-hmm. honest. No, you know? no, it's really not that bad. Yeah, it's much yeah. better when it's decarbed. You know, them fresh, yeah. you know what I'm saying about them. Yeah, fresh, you know? you make edibles with fresh weed, you're going to have some like weedy fucking edibles. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, look I'd, at, I'd I'd love the that. taste of weed and shit, but not like that. Yeah. <laughs> fucking right. You made these and I'm going to eat them anyway. I don't care what they taste. Oh, and your oil will likely be like <laughs> greener than like just oh, the darkest yeah. green. Oh, yeah. yeah. Looks like motor oil. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's good. I mean, probably there's lots of good phytochemicals in fresh weed that get lost too. So maybe that's mm-hmm. something we should do. Compare. We should fucking compare. We should try. I love comparing Exper- shit. Experimenting is the way to get it done, right? Well, yeah, that's the only way to dis- discern this like bro science, you know? Because like, how do you know if if you don't compare shit to what we do know? Right. Yeah. So yeah, fuck. Sweet. So give it a shot, everybody. If you've been making edibles and they haven't quite hit the spot and got you mashed up, then maybe it's because you haven't been decarbing. So if you know before you make your next set of edibles, decarb the weed first, turn it into something nice. And there's loads of recipes over at Margie's website. You can what is uh, bite me the show about edibles? It's just bite me dot com. What's the you uh, podcast. right? Right, bitemepodcast.com. And you find yeah. recipes over there to, for things to do with your decarb weed. But yeah, and, and lots of interviews with edibles experts as well. Sweet. And then go to Amazon and buy yourself a notebook so you That's can keep right. notes about mm-hmm. your recipes. Yes. So you can do it do it right the next time. And then and head over say, to Percy's and let us know, did it <laughs> fuck you up? <laughs> <laughs> Mission. Um, there was a question in the chat from Sparky too. He was asking about, I don't know if you guys saw that or not, about the scissor, the scissor hash or the finger hash. How does right. it get you hot if yeah. it's not decarb? Mm-hmm. Anyone want to answer that? Before yeah. it gets lost in the spray? But, but you got to smoke it, right? Scissor hash? I can speak. I just smoked some scissor hash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The best scissor hash I've ever smoked. It was 90% melt. It was like, I was like, it was like, you know, bubbling like crazy. <laughs> and there's nothing left on my screen. I'm like, I'm fucking impressed because I've only ever had full melt like twice. There's, anyway, that's exactly right. When you light it up, it decarbs it just like weed because it's yeah, basically pure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cannabinoids. You're, not, you're not just like eating it, are you, bro? 
No. He's Sparky just eating that. <laughs> oh, if you're just eating it, yeah, that's like mostly THC. Because like pressed hash, it's heated a little bit. So there's a lot of conversion there mm. happening. Mm. But if it's fresh as fuck, you got to light that shit up. You should light that shit up. Fuck, was that good? Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, impressive. Yeah, so that's oh just God. about everything about decarboxylating cannabis, I suppose. Is there anything else? Do you think we've missed anything, anybody? Anything to add? No, I don't I think, think so. That was a, that was a good conversation. Process. Yeah. Yeah, so as we say, TG's got a good uh, video on his YouTube channel as well. Temple, Is it just youtube.com slash temple growing there, TG? Yeah, if you just Google Temple Grower, um, you do have to be signed in because, again, they Because they it's dangerous. It's a, I tried to make it, you know, like, short. Most of my videos, I start, I fucking ramble on forever, but, you know, people <laughs> like shorter shit. So it's, it's really, it's exactly like I, like I was saying, I'm, I'm actually making oil right now in my magic butter machine. And earlier today, I did the exact same process as I do in that video with the exact same amounts actually too. So mm-hmm. check it out. It's super easy. It is. It is, man. Just if you're in the UK, figure out your dodgy gas mark shit. But <laughs> I like the idea yeah. of uh, putting the thermom- thermometer in the oven as well so you can figure out what temperature it's at before you decarb. That's a good idea. Yeah, an oven an oven thermometer. Let's let's reiterate yes. that one. Yeah. <laughs> don't, Not don't be putting you, yeah. yeah, you don't want to melt your stuff. I put my yeah, AC uh, infinity thermometer in my oven and now it doesn't yeah, work yeah. anymore. Yeah. And now it's, it's changed shape. The the <laughs> and the oven smells funny too. <laughs> Why does decarb weed smell like plastic? <laughs> you know, yeah. So just lay your your cannabis, break it up into small pieces. Don't grind it up; just small pieces is fine. And then uh, put it in the oven at gas mark two ish. Well, it's one hundred and thirty two degrees Celsius and two hundred and seventy degrees Fahrenheit. And then do that for thirty to forty minutes until it smells like toasted weed. And then you're good. Then you have decarb cannabis. How can you store it? Let's finish off with that. How can you just put it in a jar and put it somewhere? Yeah, that's what I usually yeah, let, do. Let it cool first and then put it in a jar and let it sit off to the side. And then you, you yeah, can just use it, it anytime. Yeah, Keep pretty much. Dark. Keep it in the dark once it's decarb so it doesn't degrade with light. You're good. Nice. Mm. Well, that's about everything then. Decarb your weed before making edibles, everybody. Get that shit done and enjoy and get super high. But of course, as we said, taking the non-psychoactive THCA and turning it into THC and then using it using it as an edible is going to fuck you up. So be very careful with the decarbed weed after it as well. If you don't want to get too mashed up, step by step until you find out what your limits are. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's about it, right? That's decarbing. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we have any listener questions. I think they've all been covered as the episode went on. And uh, no listener mail questions this week. All right. I think that, no, that there was there, there was a debate going on in the um, in the chat about my new avatar and whether it says bubble hock or bubble chock. I'm right. looking at it here on the screen and it's most definitely an E. It is so an either E. Either you might have smoked way too much weed or you're taking the piss. Either of the two. No, I, I saw what they saw once upon a time. I looked at it and said, was that say chalk? <laughs> I, could see, I could see how someone might mistake it if you're not, if you're not wearing your glasses or something. Yeah. It looks yeah. fine to me. Yeah, it looks like a an M on its side, which is an E. Yeah. See, that's what I thought. 
yeah, it, it's good. It's good. <laughs> I like it. But you didn't notice the mutated leaves, though, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, look at them leaves. That's... Yeah, you can get because that it's, sometimes. It's Not because so. AI couldn't work out whether it was, um, it wanted to do gum leaves or weed leaves. So, you know, this mm-hmm. is what you get. So this is how you make a cannabis leaf without getting flagged on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> no, the AI is smarter than we give it give it credit for. But yes, that's about <laughs> it. Let's head let's head to the, to the outro because uh, four twenty is coming oh, soon. <laughs> yeah. There we go, everybody. That was the episode about decarboxylating cannabis. Now, we're uploading the Grow Guides. Every episode of Grow Guides so far, there's about 50 of them, are all going to be uploaded to YouTube in video format. We're on, like, episode 7 or 8 right now as I'm releasing this episode. So there's still 40-odd more to get released over the next month or two. So make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash highandhomegrown, and you'll be able to catch these videos coming out as live premieres where we can chat to you as the video is getting played. So if you are not subscribed to our YouTube channel already, then please do so. Also, if you don't know already, yesterday we released an episode with Graham Hancock. Uh, It's a real cool interview, and if you haven't checked it out yet, make sure you go and download that episode, and please share if you can that's always massively appreciated but most of all thank you for being here thank you for downloading the show thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode we very much appreciate you being here and spending your time with us so thank you i hope to catch you on sunday for the live show if you're around but if not of course the cannabis news will be out on monday and it will speak to you then have a good weekend stay high stay safe we'll see you on the next one goodbye